like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Allison Levine on the line, and she's the owner over at Please the Palette. Allison, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. How are you? Oh, fantastic, and I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at Please the Palette and also your podcast, um, Wine Soundtrack. So uh, I have a feeling you're going to make me thirsty on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but before, before we get into your podcast and also Please the Palette, let's, get a little, let's give the audience a little bit of, ta- of taste of your um, background. So uh, how would you get started in this business? Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it wasn't something that as a child I was told, hey, you can work in the wine business when you grow up. Uh, nobody ever told me that. It wasn't something that was in my purview um, and wasn't something that was really a big part of my life. You know, my parents had wine on special occasions. Um, I had gone to school in UC Santa Barbara and gone wine tasting on the weekends like every other, you know, novice, liking the sweet stuff, not really knowing anything and not being able to describe Um, I then, after college, had the opportunity to uh, be an au pair in Italy for six months. And when I was living in Italy, I was living in Piemonte in the north. Little did I know that that was, while the town I was in was the rice capital, I was surrounded by all the great regions of um, Piemontese wine. And so wine became part of my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed drinking it. I developed a palate for it. I still had no vocabulary for it. I had no words. I had, I had nothing to be able to explain to people what I liked or why I liked it. And so when I came back to the U.S., I was going to graduate school in Washington, D.C., and thought I'd go to a couple wine tastings. I thought that sounded like a really fun thing to do with friends. I was working in, well, in grad school and then working in the satellite industry and in corporate communications. And uh, the wine courses I took left me more confused than I had begun. I put a star by everything I liked. I couldn't tell you if it was white or red. I didn't know anything. Uh, Fast forward, I moved back to Los Angeles, uh, where I'm from, in 1999. This was at the height of the dot-com world, and I went right into the dot-com world in, in Southern California. And while I was doing that, a mutual friend was teaching wine classes as a hobby, so I started going to them for fun with my friends and sort of got bit by the bug slowly. Um, I started to be able to describe what I like, understand the basics, and I got excited wanting other friends to understand this, and it just made you know, going out to eat so much more interesting. And then the bubble burst, and I got laid off from the dot-com world in 2001, very early in uh, February. And so I offered this friend my help. My background was in corporate communications and marketing communications, Um, I'd been doing events, trade events for uh, the technology sector, and so I offered to help him put together his events and clean up some of his materials, the editing and and such, and uh, ended up helping build and run this wine education business for five years. Um, I was then offered a job to go work for a wine importer selling wine, which is never something I thought I would do. Uh, but it was a great opportunity and taught me a lot more about the wine industry as a whole. And then I was offered a job working for a wine critic. And um, there I took on the role 
running all the marketing and events and switched over to the trade side, the industry side, where I was doing events for people um, that buy wine, sell wine. And uh, a year into that, uh, we launched a national trade magazine, and I started writing a little bit for them, and that was fun. And um, so I was kind of doing a little of everything, and eight years ago, uh, just over eight years ago, I, was, um, I launched my own business, Please the Palette. Wow, what an amazing story. And I'm just like, what? And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what a blessed life. Let me see. First of all, you're in Santa Barbara. It was winding. First, I go to college. They're amazing. I mean, no, no offense to all the Spartans out there, Michigan State, go green. Um, but, you know, I remember being in lo- lots of snow walking to school. So, whatever. We had a yeah, football well, we team. There you go. You know, I was going to work in the film industry. I mean, what did I know? I took film <laughs> courses and, I, and, you know, learning to communicate. I mean, nobody ever said, you know, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So, whatever. You had wine and, and beautiful beach. Uh, so, that being said, um, you know, and we're going to get more into Please the Palette, but um, first, you know, what do you, what kind of advice? You, I mean, you've made a career in, in the wine industry and then in that niche um, from very diff- various different angles. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that's listening to this right now that's like, man, I've always wanted to go into wine, or maybe they're younger and they're just starting their career, so it's not even a pivot. They're just kind of getting started, and they're like, wow, I didn't even know I could do that. Um, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, you know, I didn't follow a straight and narrow path, and I don't know that I could ever say that I had, you know, a straight line in front of me with a goal of where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some ideas of what I wanted, and then I would look for opportunities. When I weren't, wanted to work in the film industry, I got internships, and every internship I did, I learned that's not what I want to do in this field, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know, I want to be a casting director and I worked for a casting director and I was like not quite my thing so you know I looked for these opportunities to get the experience and one thing led to another and the more that I opened myself up to opportunities and tried new things I would learn what I liked and didn't like and from there new doors were opened and I think that's what um, sort of happened with the wine industry is that uh, I was pursuing something for a personal joy and for personal interest and you know, a door was open, but I also kind of pushed my way into it. You know, I'd been laid off from the dot-com world. I offered to help a friend. Um, you know, one thing led to another, and it's not something I could have predicted, but it was also being open to opportunities, but also pushing for those. You know, you can't kind of sit back and just wait for things to come to you, but you also have to kind of be open to the things that come to you and then pursue them. That's awesome. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get into what you're doing over at Please the Palette, and also tell us about your podcast, The Wine Soundtrack. Absolutely. So, you know, the great thing when I started my business was it was an opportunity to combine everything that I'd been doing over the years. So my primary focus at Please the Palette is that I work with wine regions and I organize trade events. So that's something that I'd always been doing. Um, I have a large database of trade and media. I work in different markets around the U.S., and I work with different wine regions around the world, organizing big walk-around tastings, seminars, uh, food and wine pairing lunches, uh, things like that. Um, That was the main thing. Then on the side, I thought, well, you know, I can do wine education because I I want other people to feel comfortable in how to describe wine and, and comfortable in figuring out what they like because that's what's the most important thing is that we know what we like and why we like it and then that opens us up to trying more things. So I do a little wine education on the side for friends and friends of friends uh, groups. I've done it for book groups and and for home association groups and some companies. 
um, pharmaceutical company dinners and hosting it, but just to add another element to what they're already doing. And then I started a blog because I thought, well, my friends are always asking me where I eat and drink, so I might as well, you know, just share my experiences. And that all led to other writing opportunities. And so while events and marketing are my primary job, I'm also a freelance writer, and I write a weekly column in the Napa Valley Register, um, and I freelance for another, uh, a number of other online publications, uh, both a couple trade publications as well as consumer. Um, and so I write about wine and food and travel, um, all the good things in life. And about a year ago, I launched Wine Soundtrack USA, which is a podcast interviewing winemakers and winery owners, getting to know their stories in 30 questions. This is a podcast that started in Italy in 2017 and was focused on Italian winemakers. And the guy, Claudio, who started it, asked me to launch it in the US. Um, so I interview American winemakers, but I also interview winemakers around the world, as long as it's in English. Oh, man, that's amazing. I love it, and I love how you <laughs> built your brand and what you're doing. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you do. Well, two things. I love what you're doing for especially some of the businesses out there because when I was um, many moons ago when I was a financial advisor, I remember hiring um, wine companies and other things to create these experiences for my clients, and they loved it. And it's a great way to make a connection with your, with your current clients, with your prospects. I mean, mm -hmm. I think what you do is absolutely amazing. And I, I can say I firsthand haven't worked with you, but I mean, I, I firsthand use the type of service that you're offering and it works for anybody listening 100%. Like your client, it, it differentiates you versus um, anybody else, um, hands down every time. Um, but then I was thinking, oh my gosh, you just reminded me of the Newport Wine and Food Festival I just I went to a couple months ago and I'm like, oh, what's next on the agenda? I'm probably on one of your lists or somebody's <laughs> list because I get them and I'm like, all right, let's go. We're breaking the diet. I'm in. <laughs> breaking the diet. you got to enjoy life. I mean, that's the whole point. And, you and, you I mean, would say of, that. You're talking, you write about wine. Of course you got to enjoy life when, you, when you're in your shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing is that when I was naming my business, I, I knew I wanted to put palette in the name. And it was something that just kind of came to me is that please the palette. I, it, I didn't want this to be about me. It's not about my ego. It's not please my mm -hmm. palette. And I didn't, you know, want to be kind of like please your palette. I wanted it to be general enough that the goal is to please all of our palettes, but we all have different palettes. So finding what you like and what I like, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, but hopefully I'm able to share my experiences and tell stories about wineries and winemakers and introduce people to wine regions um, that they might know a little bit about or not know anything and ultimately find something new that they love. That's awesome. Uh, so, Allison, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Please the Palette or to follow up with your work, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Absolutely. Well, my website is pleasethepalette.com. And just to clarify, that's palette, P-A-L-A-T-E, the palette like your tongue, not the palette of art or the palette that the delivery guy brings you. Um, <laughs> just because some people do get confused, but <laughs> pleasethepalette.com. Um, I'm also on social media. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at PLS the Palette, uh, so a shortened version of Please. And on Facebook, it's spelled out Please the Palette. Um, on LinkedIn, it's just my name, Allison Levine. Um, but uh, Please the Palette is usually the best place to find me, and you can email me anytime, info at pleasethepalette.com. Happy to answer any wine questions or find people that can answer them for you. 
That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Allison, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about um, Please the Palette and also uh, also your podcast. I mean, love to support the podcasting community. Everybody listening, definitely go check out. If you're interested in wine, uh, definitely check out Wine Soundtrack. Again, that's Wine Soundtrack because Allison is obviously a leader in her field, and uh, we can all learn a lot from her about pleasing our palate. So I'm in. And um, also, um, Adam, on that note, for Wine Soundtrack, the great thing is all the podcasts you know I have on my website, Website. But Wine Soundtrack has its own website, and it's also available on all the outlets, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and there's also apps for both Droid and um, Apple. So you Perfect. can listen in your car or anywhere you want, winesoundtrack.com. Love it. Um, well, awesome. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this and enjoyed it. Um, if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, do all those. Share it with your friends. I mean, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Allison, thanks again for coming on the show.